the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. Yeah. Oh, that sounds crazy. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Weekly Sports Drop. Jazz Santana here with Robbie Campbell. Robbie, what's going on, my man? Oh, it's an it was an action-packed weekend, I will say. It's the first time we've done a show on a Monday. We're doing this old switch the old switcheroo. We are. We are switching it up on people, but we want to keep people kind of in the loop. You know, we want to get them on edge, right? We don't want them to, oh, it's on. So we're going to do a show on Friday also. But we're doing one on Monday. So it's like Look, somebody- we left you guys hanging last week because Robbie had to go to a bat mitzvah or something like that. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but you know he sold me out last minute, and it was just a crazy day. I was under the weather. I wasn't oh, so you really could do the show anyway. You were sick as a dog. Yeah, you leave me alone. All right. So that was that. That's fake. That's fake. Like there was gonna be a show if I was gonna be here, but you were. There. There was gonna be a show if you would have been. Yeah, but I, I, I would have had to wear that, that 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 mask, that protective mask. You so. might have. Have you speaking of that mask? Have you seen that show Counterpart? I've never seen it. It's a new show that just came out. I think it's on Stars. Might want to check it out. It's pretty cool. It's with the guy from the, um, uh, you know, that commercial that insurance Counterpart. All right. Yeah, no, he's no, writing no, it down no. with an auxiliary cable. All right, guys. But never, <laughs> never nevertheless, <laughs> they, they, they don't know that. It's <laughs> it looks like a pen. pen. It looks like like a pen. A on, pen that's by the way, board. we are on Facebook Live also. We're on the campus of Miami Media School here at uh, Mary Brickle Village inside the SportsOvertime.com studio. Counterpart, very good show. Check it out. It's with the guy from that, um, you know, that insurance commercial uh, that uh, we've seen it because we've done it or whatever. What's that show? Oh man, what's that? Com- what's that insurance? Well, there's Not- farmers insurance. Farmers, farmers, which insurance. is by uh, J.K. Uh, is J.K. Simmons. Uh-huh. J.K. Simmons, bald headed guy with the glasses. Bald headed guy. He's yeah. It's an awesome show. You gotta take it. Check right. check it out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. It's pretty cool show. It's awesome show. And it's on stars. Take. Stars. I, I believe stars. it's on stars. Stars. Right. Yeah, Robbie's not gonna watch it. Such a no, jerk. I'm, I'm, you're I'm, a jerk, Robbie. You're a jerk. I'm, I am gonna watch it. I'm a, you said it's good. I'm gonna watch it. Where is LeBron headed? We'll talk about that in a second. Because I got a top five. I think Robbie's got a top five also. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe it's the same. I think I have one that you may not have in there. Ooh, so I'm gonna, wild yeah, card. I'll, All right. Yeah, wild card. But I'm gonna keep it juicy. I'm not gonna say talk about it just yet. Obviously, we got Brendan Tobin on the show tonight. Also, we're going to talk UFC 223 with him. We're going to talk about a little bit about the uh, Miami Heat, what's going on now with the playoffs uh, looming in, uh, in about a week or so. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And Shohei Otani, man. We got to talk about what he's been doing, tearing up the American League in the first week. MVP already. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I mean, you know what? I mean, no, it's too early to tell. I mean, but how many, how many guys are going to be able to do what he does and, you know, Pitch every fifth day and then be in the lineup as a DH every day, knocking, driving in runs. I mean, it's, it's he might. Have, I'm not saying he's gonna be Babe Ruth, but he he might have. You know, it's gonna if he if he if he's pitching the way he's been pitching and he keeps hitting the way he's hitting, it's gonna be hard. Even if somebody's had a better offensive season than him, it's gonna be hard for him not to win, win the MVP because he could, he does one thing that none of these other hitters could do is that's pitch every fifth day. Robbie, this pizza's cold, man. Well, I mean, I gave it to Robbie. Him. Robbie's a nice guy, though. He did bring me some power pizza. So I'm going Well, it's been sitting there for like four. It's sitting there for like two hours. I'm putting a stew gots here, and I'm going to eat while I'm on the air. <laughs> Shout out to Power Pizza, man. That's, for the, for those of you that are watching us, 
It's good pizza. It's cold. It doesn't matter. Everybody eats cold pizza, right? Oh, cold pizza is great. Mm-hmm. And by the way, tell me if you see Carlos there. He's he's usually there around the afternoon. So tell him. Tell that, Carlos Robbie sent you. Yeah, tell him I sent you. No, you never know what you might get if you see Carlos. Make sure to ask for Carlos. He might be in the back doing some gambling or some other stuff because he. If oh, he's a degenerate he, also. He's, he might even be more of a degenerate than me. Wow. Say so, yeah, he's he's a. Uh, well, thank he's, you, he's got the craft. Thank you for the pizza, man. By the way, it's the only. It's only the power pizza. And Brickle, all right, Brickle, right, right next to Mary Brickle Village. So, yeah. if not, if you're gonna go, yeah, to the other if you ask for Carlos, the other one, you're not gonna. They're gonna, gonna be like, "Who's Carlos?" Yeah. Ah, Carlito. Sí, sí, que está ahí en la esquina. Tío Carlito. Tío Carlito. Oh, Uncle Charlie, baby. Uncle Charlie. Oh yeah, we haven't, we haven't been on the show since we had that uh, that uh, we went to that game. That's right, that's right. Me and Robbie spent some quality time together. Some QT. We went to Clevelander. Went to the Clevelander. Hung out at Marlins Park for the Red Sox Marlins game. And then watched a little bit of the NCAA. Uh, he, tried, he tried to pull a uh, a rally cap on me. Oh, I did as well. <laughs> didn't work. Clearly, it didn't work because the Red Sox <laughs> tore him up. So that was fun. Oh, you know what? Here's what really happened. Now we gotta get into that. Oh, oh he, took <laughs> he took off the headphones. He took off the off, I'm gonna eat some more pizza. Yeah, right? eat some pizza because so, so I think I, I have some sort of blame for the Marlins losing that game to the Red Sox that day. Because <laughs> in the first three innings, we were up in our seats. The, Brian Anderson hits a home run. The Marlins are worn up one nothing. Trevor Richards, who's by the way, I think he threw yesterday. He, uh, he was throwing the ball well to start the game against the Red Sox. Just getting guys out. He was. He looked all right. And then all of a sudden we go like, hey, let's go to the Cleveland. All right, let's go. All right, well, whatever. Let's go to the Cleveland or whatever. And then he gets to, to, to start the inning. He gets the first two guys out, and then Bogarts gets this slow rolling. So lucky, uh, it wasn't even a bunt. It was just, just a an accidental slow roller down the third base line that that stays fair. He gets in for a hit. Super lucky hit. Two outs. Okay, whatever. Next guy was it? Uh, who was the guy after Bogarts? It wasn't after Hanley. Bogarts. It was uh, who was cleaning up? Yeah, it was Hanley. Well, Hanley hit the home run later. It was he didn't he didn't also have that dog. Mookie Mookie Betts maybe it might have been Mookie Betts or Christian Vasquez also. Vasquez well, Vasquez was later yeah mm-hmm. but then he then Mookie Betts as soon as it gets there hits that double that bounces off the uh, it looks like the third base has a chance to make a play but then it bounces over it hits the bag and it bounces over and a run scores was that Mookie or Jackie Bradley I think might have that might have been Jackie Bradley might have been Jackie Bradley but could have sworn it was a right hander actually mm. yeah because it's hard for a left you're right it was a right hander it was Mookie. It might have been Mookie. So, and then you know, then the Red Sox started scoring all these runs while with the Clevelander and all the and the, all the the uh, Bostonians were there. The Clevelander. Robbie got oh, distracted. Hey, whoever's, whoever's coming coming over, we don't Rob, mind. Robbie got distracted. I, I didn't like we're getting distracted here now. Oh uh, yeah, it was there. Oh, it was, it was a fake out. Oh, it was fake out. They us. So yeah, then the Red, then I was there for the and then you know Hanley hits another home home run. And I even called it. And with it, by the way, I I attempted to reverse jinx. Hanley in that By situation. calling the home run? He's like, you know what? He's going to hit a home run. And then that, but that would, by, by me announcing it, he would strike out or ground out or whatever. Listen, wasn't I calling everything that was happening? Hey, base hits to the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Base hits to the right side. I'm telling you, man. And then as soon as Hanley hit the home run, I was like, oh, I, I really went, by, went back upstairs to try to change the luck back. It didn't work. That was it. You're done. That's it. It was 5 1. The luck's already dead. And by the way, it's a lesson for you kids out there to try to they want to they know the experience of the reverse jinx. The number one <laughs> of the reverse jinx is it does not work if the intent is too obvious. Yeah, you, you honestly have to actually believe what you're saying is going to happen. Like during the football season, I said the Canes would lose. I picked the Canes. I was the guy who picked against the Canes. Yeah. But I actually thought the Canes would lose those games against Virginia Tech. Yeah, Rob was the jerk that picks against the game. But you know what? They kept winning, so I kept doing it. And eventually it stopped working, but it ran out. 
Yeah. Hanley ran, ran out of luck. You ran out of luck. I, I, I honestly, I was like, you know what? Hanley's going to hit a home run here. Watch. My intent was for him to, me to say that and for the reverse jakes to kick in and then he would get out, but that didn't happen. And so the intent was way, way, way too obvious. I didn't really believe that he was going to hit a home run. I just said it just to, so it wouldn't happen, and it happened anyways. Lesson number one, kids. If you're going to be out there trying to do the reverse jinx. Do it right. Do it right. I mean, you got you to believe what you're saying is true. Yeah, you got to have factual analysis behind what you're saying. Like, you know, when the Canes are playing Virginia Tech, I'm like, oh, the Canes barely beat North Carolina League before. Virginia Tech's going to come in here. They have the better. They have one more experience on the defense. That Malik Rozier kind of kind of is struggling. You know, if this is a good game, Virginia Tech should win pretty easily. I honestly believe that. I wasn't. I mean, I was in my heart trying to reverse jinx them so that the Canes would win. But I honestly thought that Virginia Tech was going to come down here and won. And guess what? The Canes kicked their ass. Yeah, yeah, they did. And Notre Dame, I thought Notre Dame, you know, everyone talked about the running game and Allen and the two good offensive linemen. I, I was like, you know what? Very possible that Notre Dame can come down here and win this game. It's just on the rock. Yeah, Wimbush had no chance in that game though. Uh, and and, the, and those guys, those first rounders that they're gonna that they're gonna get drafted out of the offensive linemen, uh, McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson, yeah. they looked like amateur. I amateur hour went up up against uh, our front. Our I rewatched that game the other day because I had to scout some offensive linemen. Oh, did you? Are yeah. you are you scouting now? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah. Well, I, I had to do my draft room, and that week oh, it was offensive I line. See, so I, I rewatched that game. To now the right side you of the had offensive to do line. your draft room. Yeah, and Nelson can't handle the rock. I, I think he's massively overrated. I think McGlinchey is also. I think oh, McGlinchey's he, a total stiff. Yeah, he's. He, he, I don't he understand award. how they how how they got all these awards. I mean, considering. You know, they, they didn't do well. In, in I'll tell you why they got all those awards. They looked really good because Notre Dame has a tendency to play most of their games at home, and the few games they play on the road are kind of like, you know, at Boston College. They played at North Carolina last year, which, you right, know. Right, until they ran into the the, uh, the buzzsaw the one, called the moment they had Trajan to play Bandy. into a hostile, raucous environment, they got blitzed. Was that, the craziest, was that the craziest you've ever seen? Uh, Mike McGlinchey even said it after the game. The That's stadium? the greatest environment you've ever been in. They couldn't handle it. That's pretty incredible, right? They couldn't handle it. And Quentin Nelson, he was blocking air most of the night. When the Canes threw multiple blitzes at him, when they threw the corner blitz, they were completely lost. And to think that I was in the press box for most of that game, and I couldn't <laughs> cheer. And I'm sitting next to Beast, trying to cheer. We're like, yes! And me and Ernest are like, yes! And I'm like, hey, Beast, I can't take this anymore. I'm going downstairs. And I went downstairs for the whole fourth quarter, and I just bawled out. I mean, I had to. Yeah. I had to. There was no way I can contain myself. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could spend so much time in a press box. I don't know how these guys <laughs> do it, man. I really don't know how these, uh, how these guys do it. I, I'd maybe crunch up some paper, throw it at Tim Reynolds right in front of me or something <laughs> like that. You were the paper throwing distance the, of Tim Reynolds. Oh, he was right in front of me. I could have smacked him over the head if I wanted to. <laughs> Chrissy Chirinos, I think, was on the right. I could have thrown something at her. And you're, 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 you're decked in cane. I don't have my cane shirt on. Everyone's press box. professionally. <laughs> I'm eating my my uh, pulled pork sandwich <laughs> next to <laughs> next to old man. So I'm like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> oh, this with don't worry about who I'm with. <laughs> just basically let everybody Shout out to Sean. Hey, listen, I behave, I behave professionally. I, behave, I just had a, I, I may have had more than two pulled pork sandwiches. Just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Got another press. Good time. Were you the only one decked in all Cade's gear? Well, no. Beast had on a green shirt. All right. Green shirt with a little orange polo guy. I understand it's not Cade's, but it's a green shirt. All right. Did you get any? Did you get any weird looks from the other one of the press box? Like, oh, who's? Yeah, I got. A, I got a couple weird looks from some guys in suits. I'm like, you moron! What are you doing wearing a suit? <laughs> 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 
Who's this moron in a UM shirt? Who's this moron in a suit? Get out of here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. My turn. My turn now. now what about, what about, what about, right. na- what about national, was there any national media there? Or is it just the local guys in that person? I don't, I don't remember. I was paying attention to like, the pulled pork sandwiches. No, the pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah, they were, they were pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, they quit nothing. Maybe one day, maybe one day, Robbie, you can get in the press box. Maybe Beast can let you get in the press box. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. I, could, I don't know if I could just hold it on my emotions. I, I, I'm a killer. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that was the toughest part because I'm sitting there when Trajan when Trajan got that pick six, I was like. <laughs> Try not to scream, bro. And me and, and me and Ernest are like holding each other and grabbing each other's wrists. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So I mean, uh, you you went to the baseball game with me. I I, I like to yell. I like hey, throw the tío Carlito. I know. I know. It's fun. It's I, fun. I, I can't, I'm not I like to watch baseball, man. I like to sit there and really analyze the game. Then after a while, when you go to the Cleveland, they're all better yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're analyzing something else. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm analyzing the drinks. <laughs> I'm analyzing, you know, the other uh, the, stuff. The, the DJ. You know I want to say this about the Cleveland. All right. I think. Overrated? Not overrated. Okay. I'm not going there. I don't think it is. It's I, cool because you got the bullpen right next to you. It's pretty I awesome. think you, you go to the Clevelander at Marlins Park, if that, like, you know, I feel like if you're going there to watch a baseball game, it's not a good, it's the worst place to watch a baseball game. Only because the music is just nonstop. Like, right. I, I don't mind the music, like, in between innings. But like, and then, like, when the guy's batting, I mean, obviously they can't hear it, so it's not going to affect them. Sure. But, like, for us, just boom, boom, do you think, boom, boom, Do you think the left boom. fielder hears it? I th- yeah, he maybe has a to. little bit, right? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, no, because I think right, right underneath. I mean, it, it it holds in that 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 sound. So uh, that's the only my only issue with watching a game in the Clevelander. I feel like, but if you, I feel like you go to the Clevelander to not watch the baseball game, but the baseball game just happens to be there in the background. That's what you go right. to the Clevelander yeah, for. Yeah, sure, sure. That's it, exactly what it it's is. Like, you know, you, I don't know if we watched more than an inning and a half of baseball when we were in the Cleveland. Like, we would spent the last part because when the championship game started and the game was already over, it was like yeah, when we started playing uh, cornhole yeah. and, and watching the game on the outside. So whatever. I, I wish they could. I mean, I wish they would have pulled the sound on. Like after the baseball yeah. game, I think they could have could have had the sound on. But I think I, I understand right. the Clevelander people want to bump, bump and grind, bump, bump, bump. There was no bumping and grinding. <laughs> at the Clevelander. All right, there's, there's idiots throwing themselves in the pool. When the pool was closed. Yeah, you know? but there was no. Bumping and grinding. I guarantee you there was no bumping and grinding. All right. I mean, the music that was playing nonstop it was meant for bumping and grinding. Yeah, I guess so. But so if there were if there was no bumping and grinding, why not have the sound of the national championship game on? I don't know what to say. I'm just saying. And you have the big giant, you have the big advertisement on the screen, on the big screen. Hey, hey NCAA championship game. Come to the come to Cleveland. Go to the fifth in what was it? The, the, the fifth, uh, uh, fifth base. Fifth base. Fifth base. Yeah. Not a cool name. No. Anyways, LeBron James. Oh yeah, well, what? A, what? A, Where is he going? All right, so I got, I got a take on this. I got a take on this. LeBron James been in the news a lot lately for not so much the best things, right? He's got a feud now with Nick Saban on, I don't know, social media or or through the news outlets. I don't know. He's got a feud with him because because number one, they're both so full of themselves. And they're blowing so much smoke up each other. You know, Nick Saban blows so much smoke up his own butt. And LeBron, the same thing. So now Nick Saban says a little thing. And LeBron thinks, hey, you're defaming me. Uh, Defamation of character. Whatever the hell he's complaining about. All right. So that's number one. Number two, now this thing with Pat Riley came out, right, about his book and how he's... he's It's not Pat Riley's book. It's uh, the books by this this writer who's actually on our show today on 790 The Ticket. 
uh, Ian Thompson. He's writing a book about, oh, cool. about okay. how LeBron, I believe Doc Rivers. So it's just something that Pat Riley said. In the yeah, book. he was quoted in the book because it, gotcha. it was about how a bunch of these guys saved the NBA. And then he spent like nine hours with Pat Riley and Pat Riley was just gotcha. okay. ripping off some long Well, lines. anyways, so yeah, so it's something that Pat Riley said in this guy Ian Thompson's book mm-hmm. about LeBron James. And we'll get to that a little later with, with Tobin as well. But now... The biggest thing of it all is where is he headed next year, right? I mean, it's it's all but a foregone conclusion. He's not going to be in Cleveland again. It's not really right? that foregone. I, I would say. I mean, I leave it. I leave. Most it. people are thinking he's gone. He's gone though, right? And a lot of people are throwing out different different teams like uh, like the L.A. Lakers, like uh, uh, um, the Philly, uh, Philly. You know, the New York Knicks, whatever. No, definitely not the Knicks. Okay, but where will he go? And so I've got my take on my top five places that, LeBron, that LeBron makes, you know, is a good fit. Or maybe not. Or maybe he just All wants right. to go there because he wants to go. And obviously we're coming up on the break now, so I think we're going to do it when we come back. But do we have to? you might be surprised with maybe some of the picks that I have. All right. Oh. And, and then Robbie will give his top five. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hit. The top, one of the teams in the top five, not the Miami Maybe I have them. We'll be back. It's all yours. Just keep it right here. Hey, this is Jeff Fox from Freeman and Fox, the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want you to meet me at East of Miami. Yes, that's right. East of Miami. It goes down every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get down the Heyman style, baby. We do it backyard style. They've got the best native dishes on sale. Steam fish, stew fish, count uh, fritters, count salad, uh, fried lobster, fried crab, the best in Bahamian food, south, oxtails. I mean, I'm talking about mouth-watering, awesome Bahamian food. And then you got me, DJ Jeff Fox. Yeah, that's right. I get behind the turntables, and I play the best Bahamian music, the best reggae, the best old school. It's nothing but fun. East of Miami, it all goes down. 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. And don't forget, you can get breakfast on Saturday, stewed fish and grits, Johnny cake, corned beef, chicken sauce, boiled fish. Man, this menu is off the chain. All right? Crack cum, pound salad, lobsters. Mmm, mmm, good. It all goes down east of Miami, 18014 Northwest 6th Place. That's 18014 Northwest 6th Place in Miami Gardens. Tell Hennessy and TJ, Jeff Fox sent you from the sports. Brothers Radio Show. Man, I need my football fix. Where can I get my football fix? I need football. Football at Flanagan's is the best. It's simple. Flanagan's has the best food, and Flanagan's has the best drink deals. 50% off all beer brands, 11 to 7, Saturday and Sunday. No brainer. Don't forget, Flanagan's famous $5.99 lunch featuring Flanagan's whopping 10-ounce burger. Eight spectacular choices, only $5.99 with the beverage purchase, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. $5.99. You won't find that deal anywhere. And now, while supplies last, purchase $100 in Flanagan's gift cards and receive a free $20 gift card. A 20% return. Turn your money. Outrageous. Take advantage now. This Flanagan's deal is a limited time offer. Also, every night, 10 p.m. 
the midnight. Ten free chicken wings with every pitcher of beer, iced tea, lemonade, or soda. Flanagan's legendary baby back ribs. Plus football. It doesn't get any better. 50% does not apply to any pitchers of beer. Please drink responsibly. I need football. Hi, I'm Governor Rick Scott. The state of Florida is working to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma, but we need your help. I am urging you to give your time and register as a volunteer. Visit volunteerflorida.org to sign up today. To donate to victims of Hurricane Irma, visit floridadisasterfund.org or make a $10 donation by texting disaster to the number 20222. I'm not a coffee drinker, so every day before the show, you know, after one of those big lunches, I need a little oomph, and I get that from 5-Hour Energy Shots. All 5-Hour Energy Shots feature a new and improved taste. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. Try one of the original 5-Hour Energy Shots today. Six great new and improved flavors, including berry, orange, pomegranate, pink lemonade, grape, and citrus lime. 5-Hour Energy Shots contain zero sugar or herbal stimulants and are only four calories. For more details on the new great-tasting 5-Hour Energy Shots, visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Need a fresh cut but don't know who to trust? Check out Ace of Fades Barbershop located in North Miami. Not only do they have the best barbers in town, they offer the best treatments and services. I'm talking blowouts, Beijing, designs, hot towel, fresh fades, and much more. Let them fix what your barber missed. Ace of Fades Barbershop located at 2208 Northeast 123rd Street in North Miami. Open seven days a week. Call them up at 786-300-6660. Ace of Fades. We are we are back. But before we get anything going, Robbie, you said you were gonna get down and you were gonna give me some push-ups. What? When did I say that? You said you were gonna give me some push-ups no, live on, on the air. Go back to the tape. I need some. Oh, I, I need some push-ups live on the air right now for for the camera. For the camera. How many push-ups? Uh, what's the record? Eight and one for the for the Red Sox, right? Eight wins. You got to give me eight push-ups. What the? Okay, this is making up arbitrary yeah. numbers. You know what? I'm It's my show. What's the record? It's for my the- money, and I want it now. It's what? my push-ups, and I want them now. You could be like, why'd you go with the Red Sox? You could be like, you know what? Houston Rockets. Uh, how many wins do they have? Oh, 65. Uh, you want me to do that? I can do that if you want. <laughs> why'd you? I'm surprised. Robbie, the Red Sox. Robbie may need an EMT. You know, how you many wins? After that. How many wins did the Golden State Warriors have that one year? Oh, they had seven. Three plus 73? all the playoff wins. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus some, okay. How many wins does Don, did Don Shula have in this? 347. 347? Yeah. 347 push-ups. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Ro- okay. I, Ro- how many times did Stan strike out yesterday? One. Oh, I got to Just give me one push-up. push-up. Just give me one. I want to see one push-up here. I'm not going to do one push-up. Come on, man. Do one freaking push-up, bro. We're going to get our LeBron's tough. We're, yeah, we're going to we gotta do not, something. It's not, it's not like Zoolander. You're a monkey, Derek. You're a monkey. Bicycle clown. <laughs> Male models just do what we're told. <laughs> do you have the uh, Magnum look too? Can you do it? Oh, there it is. There it is. That blue steel. The, yeah, blue steel, little Magnum. Is Zoolander too? No. Isn't good. there another Zoolander coming out now too? There's a third one. Yeah, I think so. Whoa, I, got, I'm, I can't wait. I got, I got, can't obviously you know what I can't, can't wait, wait for it's, Rampage. I'm all in on oh Rampage. Gosh, that's another one that looks terrible. Though, honestly, it's, it's, it's a flying a- wolf. An albino alligator, right? No, that, that sounds the albino, awesome. What is it? The albino wolf, right? The no. albino wolf. I mean, the the giant size is like a giant size animals. It's like King Kong and cr- crashing. No, no, no. I don't need to pu- do push-ups. Look at these guns right here. 
Who are right. you suggesting you do push-ups? Alana. Why don't you do a push-up? <laughs> Top five LeBronator, Lebronators, Lebronators, where he's going to land, my top five. I might have changed one now. You had a lot of time to think of this over. Number one. Now, is, is this what's the best fit to the worst fit or worst fit to best fit? Uh, best going, fit to worst. You're going, you're going forward. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to start with my top, my number one, and then work my way down. All right, carry to on. To least likely. Number one, number one. Cool. All right, number one to me. Right, I'm going with, drum roll, please. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers. Why? A couple of reasons why. They're young. They're talented. Joel Embiid. Markel Fultz. And the next LeBron James. Well, ben I don't Simmons, know about that. I, mean, right? I don't know about that. He's got the skill set. He doesn't have the jump shot. They're so good. You're right. He needs. He needs. A, he needs a Not jump that shot. LeBron James is a, is the superior. No, but, jump he, shot, but he, he, he can make it when you. But need LeBron him to. didn't develop his jump shot until a lot later, right? And, he, and believe it or not, he has a better three point career wise. He has, he shoots better from three point range than somebody like Kobe, who you think, oh, Kobe just a three point machine. Right. LeBron actually has a better percentage. Than Here's Kobe. the thing: How tall is Ben Simmons? He's like six ten. He's about six ten, right? Maybe six eleven. Yeah, he can run the point. Just like LeBron can run the point at 6'8", right? He can dish the ball. He can score. He can rebound. He can drive. He's still got to work on his shot. I like Ben Simmons a lot. That's a hell of a team there. They're young. The only issue I see there is that they haven't made a playoff yet, right? This is going to be their first year. This is going to be their first year being competitive, which bodes well because now they have some experience. You add a guy like LeBron, that automatically makes you – Philadelphia will be the best team in the, uh, I was gonna say the national league. In the east. In the east. Well, there, okay. there's, it's very, it's not really, it's not that impossible for the Cavaliers and the 76ers to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. Given that, you know, Cleveland right now is the four seed, they would get Toronto likelihood in the second round, and Cleveland they've had their way with Toronto whenever they wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, but here's the thing. Hold on a second. Hold your horses because you're getting ahead of me on on this playoffs talk. I don't even know if the if Philadelphia will get past the Heat if they play. They might not. They might. Okay. Because the Heat are dangerous. I understand they the don't heat. have a superstar that can take over a game. I get that. Okay, but we're going off subject here. Number one, Philadelphia Sixers. I'm saying it's not impossible for the Sixers and the, and the Cavaliers to meet in the Eastern Conference right. Finals. Right, which, which would be kind of cool. Number one for me, Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, that's why. They've, they're young. I can, see them, I, can see, I can see them going after it next year. So with all this talk about the tanking and how bad was it for Not the only league, that, they don't have a lot of huge contracts on the books right they have, now, right? They have, they have salary caps. They've got space. J.J. Redick is probably that's the highest deal. paid guy. He's a, but he's, he's, and he's, he's probably going to be gone. Or maybe he'll come back for, for a really uh, you know smaller contract because now, okay, now we've got LeBron James. Now we're a, conti- uh, a legitimate title. They contender. have the cap space. They have the assets to do it. Right, okay. If LeBron James wants to live in Philadelphia, the only thing is I don't know if LeBron James wants to be in Philadelphia. Now, I know he's got a lot, all the money in the world, but he has a house in Cleveland, he has a house in Los Angeles, and he has a house in Miami. Okay, can and I, I get to my top five? All right, go ahead. Jeez. Number two, the LA Lakers. All right, same deal with them. Maybe not the caliber that the Philadelphia 76ers have as far as Well, they have the players. issue with Luol Deng's contract. they got to figure out a way to... Well, they've got to figure that out. they got to stretch I'm sure it. they'll figure that out, okay? Then they've got, you know, obviously Lonzo Ball, Julian Randle, uh, Kyle Kuzma. They've got some really good players there as well, okay? I can see him going over there. Maybe a guy like Paul George decides he doesn't want to stay in OKC, goes over to L.A. That's a pretty good team, okay? So now you've got some, you've, you've got some possibilities there. That'll make it, that, that will make them an instant contender. Now... Here's the issue I see with that. 
maybe he doesn't want to go to the Western Conference. Okay, why he's got to compete with all these other the Golden States, the the Houston Rockets, OKC. Let's say OKC keeps all three of the guys, even though at this point Carmelo's kind of a bum. OKC's not even guaranteed okay. a playoff spot. Man. They're not, but it's still still a decent team. Or okay, if uh, Kawhi Leonard stays in San Antonio, he's got to deal with them. Minnesota's an up and coming team. The Pelicans get back Boogie Cousins next year. I mean, that's a tough conference, okay? He may want to stay over in the Eastern Eastern Conference and play with them, play over in Philadelphia or whatever the case is, okay? My number three spot, I'm going to change one of my picks, okay? I'm going to change one of my picks. There's a little edit. So gonna yeah, I'm going to edit. I'm going to edit. Number three, I'm going to say he sticks with Cleveland, okay? I'm going to say he sticks with Cleveland. Cleveland finds a way to get some other guys to come back and play with him. I think Kevin Love is gone. Not really. I mean, he, I mean, it's not. It's not that easy. He's under contract. I understand it's not that easy, but we're not playing, you know, hard here. Okay, we're doing hypotheticals. We're well, doing, you, you, there's no. I mean, you're trying to say where LeBron's going to go. You can't just be like, okay, Kevin Love gone. Oh, that contract. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. You, yeah, can't, I can. you can't do that. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah, I can. And I'm going to eat my pizza while I say it. Yeah, well, I mean, that you can't do. LeBron's arms could stay in Cleveland. Okay, I could stay in Cleveland. I can see, okay, Kevin Love stays. Fine, Kevin Love stays. That's not a bad team. They can still contend. You got some young young guys, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, not bad players. But they are going to have to pick someone up. They, I don't do, know how have, they do have the Brooklyn Nets uh, first-round pick. Right, and, and I don't know how, you know, what their what their salary cap is, how much money they're going to have next year. I don't, I don't know any of that. But chances are he could stay there, right? Maybe. Hmm, who knows? Number four for me is... And I'm just going to throw us out there. Okay? Minnesota Timberwolves. Whoa. Like that one? Was that the one? Highly unlikely. Okay? Minnesota They're, Timberwolves. It's cold. Uh, okay, but it's another hell of a team, right? With Carl Anthony Towns. They're fighting for the Andrew playoff. Wiggins. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Well, LeBron James kicked Andrew Wiggins out of right? town. He, he gets to, I don't think he was too fond of Andrew Wiggins. Ah, who cares? He gets to reunite with Derrick Rose. All right? Really? That's his he gets to reunite with Derrick Rose. You like that? You like what I did? He gets to reunite with Derrick Rose. Yeah, he's, okay? he's, excited about, he's, he's excited about that. Oh, yeah. All right? It's still a pretty good team. Coached by a, a pretty good coach in Tom Thibodeau, right? I like that. Maybe. Highly unlikely, but it could happen. Okay? And last but not least, my number five team. All right? Don't say it. The city that never sleeps. The concrete jungle. He may end up being a New York Knicks. Wow, the Knicks are just a complete train wreck right now. They are, but they get back Chris Porzingis, okay, who's very, very, very good, all right? Pair him up with, with LeBron, maybe a few more guys that they bring over, okay? It is New York, man. It's a big apple. They are a train wreck, but they've got to figure it out at some point, right? Yeah. At I, some point, they got to get it together. I don't think you have a deal with Horn a second. Do they have coach, a first-round pick? Fire him. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody coaches except LeBron James. He doesn't care who the coach is at the end of the day. He's going to end up picking up picking his coach. Yeah, that's true. Okay, he's going to end up picking his coach. Well, you see this latest right. article that he apparently went up to Pat that He wanted uh, Spo fired, and we'll talk to Brendan Tobin about that. I don't want to give away too much Whoa. about that. All right? I want I want him to talk to me about it. All right? I like when, when he, you know, he gives me the Debbie Jeets and all that stuff. <laughs> all right? So those are my top five. So again, Philadelphia number one. Number two, who did I say was number two? You said the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. <laughs> and then you can edit with the Cavs in there. What was your original number three? Uh, my original number three was Miami. Oh, I took him out. 
I took him out. Good. I took him out. Yeah. I, 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 come on. He's not coming back to Miami, especially with all the stuff that's coming out now. All right. That's why I kind of oh, took I, him out. I believe it or not, I think the Heat, if they could get rid of the cap space, if they could make, if they, they trade, they'd have to trade Hassan and trade Tyler Johnson. And if the Heat put the effort to, and the Heat want LeBron James back, I, I, I would. I, I think the Heat are going after Kawhi in the summer. Well, Kawhi, they're going to go after. They got to trade. Yeah, I mean, they have to trade for Kawhi. Would you trade Hassan Whiteside well, okay. and Josh Richardson for Kawhi Leonard? I don't think the Spurs do that. Would you? I'm not talking. We're not the Spurs here, damn it. We're the Miami Heat. Well, then of course you know what? I'll trade uh, Rodney Magruder for Kawhi Leonard. If you know, you're the I'll, Miami, I'll give him a loop no, for Kawhi. It's a legitimate question. If you're the Miami Heat, do you give up? Of course Josh you would, because you, you plan on dumping. A, it's basically Richardson for Kawhi Leonard, because you plan on. You see, you're, you're looking at Hassan Whiteside as a salary dump. And you're going to move Whiteside anyways. You don't care what you get back. You just got to get off that contract. Robbie, give me your top five. All right. I think, you know what? I, I'm going to go. Uh, which order? Should I go upwards or downwards? You know what? I think it's really only three. I think it's really only the Lakers, the Sixers, and the Cavs. All right, but throw in two. And, uh, and, and you, can't rule out, you can't rule out the possibility. Given the article we saw, we can't rule out the way he comes back to the Miami Heat. I mean, Pat Riley's known to be men, men fences before. He did it with Dwayne Wade. You know, I, I'm sure. And, and uh, he, you know, Pat Riley says that that wasn't me. I didn't tell him that that uh, he was making the biggest mistake of his life going back to Cleveland. He's, uh, he's saying that, but I, I think it's impossible. But I don't want it to happen. And Pally said, no, whatever it costs, do not want LeBron James. No, 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 and no. I'd rather give Hassan Whiteside a brand new contract at the full max on top of the contract he already has than to get, bring LeBron James back. Is that what Pat Riley said? No, that, that's me. Oh, I was going to say. That's me. That's me saying, don't do it, Miami Heat. You don't want to do it. Sometimes it's better to not have the best player in your team. It's very rare. You always want to have the best player. I mean, LeBron, basketball-wise, there's even still today at uh, what he's like 34, 33 maybe. I'm not even, but he's the best player in the world. Still Hands today, down. even today at his age, fully absolutely. Agree. But the year, the day in and day out drama of LeBron James just takes all the fun out of winning. It's uh, all of a sudden it becomes the season becomes work and winning. I understand what you're saying. It's more of a relief and oh my god, thank God we didn't lose. Then and it is the joy of winning. It's 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 a grind and then. If things go bad, you watch. If things go bad, LeBron's going to call, give a phone call. Hey, hey, it's Brian Windhorst. Yo, Wendy. What's up, man? Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you have to mention that guy here in this show, huh? Oh, uh, yo, yo, Wendy. Uh, the Heat, we're not, we're, we're not now. We're, uh, Is there anybody in Miami we're, that likes Brian Windhorst? Probably, well, well, man, well, I know some, some some media members that say speak highly of Brian who, Windhorst. Who Perkins? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to. Shosh Treadman? No, that guy, that guy doesn't count. <laughs> That guy's, Ross that, guy's, that guy's a grinder. I'll tell you, that guy puts in the work, bro. Oh yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> but hey, yo, yo, Wendy, uh, yo, the Heat right now we're we're uh, fifteen and twelve. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, I have I have the opt out of my contract next year. I, I think I might, uh, I might I might think about leaving. You want you want, you can put, you can go ahead and put an article out there that I'm really considering leaving the Miami Heat next year. I'm li- if if the Heat don't play better, and bam, there it is. The entire season. Well, what's LeBron James free agency going to do? What's he going to do in his next free agency? We're always talking about what LeBron James is going to go next year. Even I mean, it's, but who does it? It's LeBron James that's causing all of this. Of course it is. It's and that's why it's not, it's not worth the drama. And then of course you know it's almost like he wants you to know that. That he did, he's doing all the stuff. He's doing all this great basketball, 
and he's gonna do whatever he wants afterwards, and then you can't really say anything to him because, hey, wait a minute, I, I just got you two championships. Like, like he's so you don't be, think so? You don't think all the winning that he does, all the championships or the championship I, games that he brings to your city, all the money, all the revenue that he brings to your team is worth the hassle? You can, you can find ways to get the revenue. Now. Yeah, but he makes it easy, right? Yeah, well, well, let me let me put it to you this way, Jazz. Let me give it put it to you in the real life terms. Well, let's say someone buys you a really nice gift. Okay. All right, nice gift. Okay. But then, throughout the time, they constantly remind you that they bought you that nice gift, and they tell you how much they paid for it every time you every time you run into that person. Mm-hmm. So it gets to the point where it's like, you know what, bro? Just take it back, bro. I don't want to deal with your your uh, your guilt every single day and, and all that. And then they act like a complete jackass the rest of the way, but you, re- you can't really call them out on their jackassery because they bought you a really nice gift. Right. And then you then you, they kind of own you. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. All right. That's where LeBron James is. That's LeBron. He's great at the basketball court. You win games. And, but even making the finals of LeBron James. But he throws it in your face. Yes. Hey man, I got you four. Uh, I got you four straight t- championship runs, and then you, and then you and know, and then yeah, I want Spolster out, and then like you know, he does his thing. And then he, well, I, I was really not against LeBron James when he left. It was more about when he, when he chose to, when he when he chose to sit out the games here. Right. He he didn't do it this year because he's trying to play all eighty two games. And the NBA made a bunch of rules to prevent the the resting of starters. It was a huge problem. Right. And so, but before that, every back-to-back, he would always sit the game against the Heat. And I was like, wow, with all the fans that supported you for four years, and, you, and you're sitting out, you're not even playing in front of them. When you, that, that to me was like, bro, what, what a, what a, what a, and you can't really say it. But then again, it's like, hey, wait a minute, you can't really get mad, be mad at LeBron James. He did come down here and help you win two championship games. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I get it. So, Although uh, I really don't care. I was pissed off when he left. Oh, well, I was I'm, I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad that they're not dealing with the drum. If you would have came back, it was fun to see Dwayne Wade swat him twice, though. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Oh my God, so I'm not gonna lie, it was glorious. That was glorious. If, was if, glorious. if, if you would have come back to the Heat that year, it would have been a one-year deal with another opt-out. It would have been. The, but that's what's gonna happen again. It's gonna be the entire year talking about his free agency. He goes to. He's gonna sign a two-year deal. A one plus one. A one plus one. one. That's exactly what he's gonna do. And, then, and now it, you got to deal with it after that first year. God forbid you stink it up. He's gone. Well, he, he might, he might. Okay, he may move somewhere else. He might, he might come back for another year after that. But that's, where, it, that's why maybe his best bet is to stay in Cleveland. Right, yeah, he's gonna do the same thing. He's gonna do the one place. Not gonna yeah, go. but who, no, Cleveland doesn't care. He runs that city. He runs that town. Nobody cares. He built over the there. city on rock and roll. Yeah, he built the city. <laughs> he built the city on rock and roll. <laughs> and they had the, oh, We man. built this city. And that's why they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because LeBron yeah. built the city. Well, there you go. It's all about LeBron. That's the only reason the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. So. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to have Brendan Tobin on the weekly sports drop. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Ow. It's all yours. Just keep it right here. Every day, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio. Now. More than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Let me tell you something about Power Pizza. Two large slices and a soda for $7. Lunch special. Can't beat that deal anyway. Also, the big deal. $23 gets you a large pizza pie 
and 10 wings and a soda. That is the big time, prime time deal of the century. You walk in there, you tell my boy Carlos that you heard about his power pizza. Sportsovertime.com will hook you up with a medium pie. What? That deal's ridiculous. My garlic rolls. If you like garlic rolls, you can get six garlic rolls for three bucks. But you know what? That's a good deal. Want another better deal? How about 12 garlic rolls for four dollars? An outrageous, almost a giveaway of garlic rolls. So go right now at Power Pizza. I taught my boy Carlos. And you heard it on sportsovertime.com. You get yourself a free media pie. You can call 305-381-4446. Power Pizza, where the power is in the dough. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, this is Jeff Fox from the Sports Brothers Radio Show. I want to tell you all about a great company that has totally changed my life. And if it changed my life, it can change yours. I'm talking about Total Life Changes. Yes, Total Life Changes, where the flagship product is the IASO Tea, commonly referred to as the Skin Tea. In just seven short months, I have lost over 50 pounds. Yes, it's true. 50 pounds lost. And hey, I'm just getting started. Just two 8-ounce glasses a day, and you can lose up to 5 pounds in only 5 days. This is no joke, people. Just visit my website. Go to TotalLifeChanges.com forward slash 4801591. That's TotalLifeChanges.com forward slash 4801591. Or email GetDadT at Gmail. That's G-E-T. D-A-T-T-E-A at Gmail, and you can be on your way to being healthy and wealthy at the same time. Total Life Changes is also where you can find the Nutriburst. Get your absolute fullest dose of vitamins or the NRG pills for those long days when you need a boost to pick it all up while burning up to 300 calories a day. You can order your health and wellness products, or you can join our winning team and become your own business owner. In TLC, we get paid five different ways, and we get paid every week. Do you know anybody that wants to lose five pounds in five days? Could you use an extra $500 to $1,000 per week? Well, you'll want to try Total Life Changes. Again, visit my website, totallifechanges.com forward slash 480-1591, or email me, get that T, that's G-E-T-D-A-T-T-E-A, at Gmail. Make that change today with Total Life Change. We are back here on the Weekly Sports Drive. I'm joined, joined in studio with by Robbie Cat. With, how am I joined with you? We're, I'm we're, joined we're, in we're, studio we're, with 
Yeah, let's do that. Robbie yeah. Campbell. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's been a long day today, man. Maybe we need to go to school for some sort of radio. Yeah, right? We should, right? We should. <laughs> God knows we, we did. <laughs> we are now joined by uh, 790's very own Brendan Tobin on the phone line. What's going on, Tobes? How you doing, buddy? What's up, boys? What's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. How's it going? Good, good, good. Quick question for you, man. UFC 223. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to lie. I know that you're a big UFC guy, so I definitely want to know a little bit. Tell me about this weekend's fights, uh, uh, title fights, and any other fights all that the you chaos, saw. You know? Yeah, all the chaos, everything that was going down, especially with, uh, obviously, the McGregor stuff as well, pre-fight. Um, tell me a little bit about what's going on with that. Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this was the craziest fight week in UFC history. I think the only thing that really rivals it is UFC 200, where John Jones popped like 48 hours before the fight <laughs> between Daniel Cormier. Um, but this was this was insane. I mean, you know, between the Conor McGregor thing that went down. I mean, first of all, it started off, you know, like your normal routine week where as far as an opponent falling out, like Tony Ferguson versus Khabib, they've tried to make this fight four times. And this was supposed to be kind of the passing of the torch, the, the post-Connor, who's the lightweight king? Tony Khabib, there's no debate. These are the two best guys going at 155. Tony blows out his knee. What do they do? Pretty, pretty damn solid save. Max Holloway comes in, and he's the 145 champ. He's going to move up in weight. Unfortunately, it turns out he had 30 pounds to cut. Oh, wow. So... They get to weigh-in day, and it turns out the New York State Athletic Commission, he gets to about 159. The, New York, uh, the commission says, yeah, we don't like how he's looking. We're not going to let him cut weight. <laughs> so they have to go scrambling for an opponent um, where it's uh, it, they have to go to Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis weighed too much. He went to Paul Felder. They said Paul Felder wasn't ranked high enough. And they land on Ally Quinta to fight Khabib Madoff. Um So it was a pretty wild week as far as the uh, – the, the merry-go-round went for getting a title fight. It was impressive enough that they were able to keep Khabib on the card to even get his title fight. But to kind of tie in the Connor thing, there's a couple things that went down here. So Khabib this week went and had a altercation with Connor's teammate Artem Lobov, who is Russian, but also kind of adopted Irish. Like he is Russian, but he lives in Ireland and he's part of the whole McGregor crew. So they went to the hotel. Khabib confronts him. Connor, the whole video went viral. Connor saw this. It upset him. People are also speculating that Connor was upset because this was going to be the week he was officially stripped as champion, and him and Khabib have a bad past. So Connor ends up showing up on Thursday in response to the Art of Lobov stuff. Also, whether or not you want to think to the title stripping stuff, and uh, and on all chaos breaks loose, and it's uh, it was pretty wild, but. They needed to have the title fight go on because they had made this deal the entire time that this was going to be the post-McGregor 155 champion. So you couldn't have the week where Connor actually gets his way of breaking up the bus and making opponents fall out and, and not have a chance for Khabib to be the champion. Because if you would have walked out of this weekend and Connor McGregor was still your lightweight champion... It would have just been completely like looking like Dana White was holding the bag at the end of it. So that was the the big kind of breakdown of headlines, chaos-wise. And the other good fight on it was uh, Rose Namajunas versus Jan and Jacek. Really, really great fight between those two. Um, unanimous decision for Rose. I thought it was a closer than the judges had it. Uh, but spectacular performance by both of those ladies. That's interesting. That's interesting. Going back to the uh, the Khabib fight, though, versus Ayakinta. 
What is a guy? Uh, so was Ayakita the next best possibility for, for for this fight to happen, or is it just a matter of hey, you know, we got to find someone to fight him, right? And, and what happens to the opponent that was going to face Ayakita? Um, well, let's see. Ayakita was supposed to fight Paul Felder, and Paul just kind of goes by the wayside. He gets his show money, and basically he'll probably fight. I would assume on the next card. So he'll probably either fight in, you know, May in the UFC 224 card or maybe a couple months down the road. Paul Felder's not going to make too big of a a stink about it because he recently got a new broadcasting gig with the UFC. He's kind of their number uh, three play-by-play color analyst on the live broadcasts. So he's well taken care of by the company. No big deal for him. Anthony Pettis, uh, the word in for him, you know, he he was ranked. And he's a former lightweight champion. I mean, at one point, this guy was on the Wheaties box, so recognizable name, him versus Khabib, pretty good save there. Right. But he, the thing in, in New York is you have to be on championship weight. And what that means is you have to be 155 pounds on the dot. Well, little be known to Anthony Pettis or Ally Quinto or even Paul Felder that Max Holloway wasn't going to make weight. So all these guys weighed in already. And so if you're not fighting for a title, you can be in the flux of 155 to 156. So That's why I Anthony, could got, got that opportunity, right? Because he's at 155.2. Right. Well, he did. And they, they basically, if Al would have won, it would have been a UFC-recognized title, but not a commission-recognized title. A little cockamamie nonsense. But what apparently happened was uh, Anthony also weighed at 155.2, and they wanted him he uh for him to go and cut the more weight uh to fight for the title he apparently at, he reportedly asked for more money and the ufc said kick rocks bro we'll move on to the next <laughs> the next guy Tobin, this is robbie here um so oh hello hey, hey, hey. nice to meet you long time no see <laughs> but so but tobin uh are they gonna try this khabib ferguson fight down the road obviously they can't do it you know, they have to probably have to do it like four or five months from now when khabib is ready to fight again are they gonna try this again and i heard somebody tell me i don't know if this is true or not but that khabib is like the virginia basketball of the mma that he's just really really boring to watch do you agree with that I think it's a fair criticism. Um, I do think it's a tough label that wrestlers get because of their style. You know, I mean, if you're really talking about it in a fight, like the most dominant thing you can do to somebody is hold them down and hit them in the face. Um, so if you're talking about whether or not he's not a good fighter, he is. He's terrifying to be with. If you looked at his last fight against Edson Barbosa, I mean, Barbo- I felt he felt bad for Barbosa's career. That's how bad a bludgeoning it was. This one wasn't so much. I don't know what it was. It was a little bit weird. You know, Khabib, I don't know if he was taking it easy on Al or if he just put it up to Al's toughness. But, you know, he got him on the ground and he wasn't beating him as hard. It didn't feel like he was inflicting too much damage on him. You know, and then in the third round, he basically stood up and fought the entire round on his feet just for kicks. You know, he said, I was watching Muhammad Ali videos and basically just stuck a jab in the guy's face for the entire round. And I was too tired to really respond. I mean, basically by choice gave him a uh, gave him an opportunity to be in the fight because I was a stand up guy uh, fighting style wise. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting fight by Khabib by any stretch of the imagination. He's definitely. I mean, if you're going to put the rankings of who's the most exciting to watch in the cage at 155, you'd rank Connor one, Tony two, and then probably could be behind him. And I mean, if you wanted to throw other guys in the mix, could be might be further down the rankings of 
most exciting guys to watch. And, you know, that's a stigma that George St. Pierre got. It's uh, the stigma that Daniel Cormier gets. A lot of the good wrestlers will get that, that they're not the most exciting dudes to watch. And, and Tobin, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a win, a win is a win. I, I guess you could probably, but speaking of exciting to watch, who's not exciting to watch? Now, there's a shady report out there. I don't know how credible this report is about mm-hmm. allegedly a, a possible fight going down between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather in the octagon, but of course with modified rules. So it, it, right. when I saw that, it almost seems like it's just a boxing match that's happening in the octagon. Yeah, and you want to know something? I kind of buy it. I think if the fight has to happen in the octagon, which I think for optics they want it to happen because they want to sell, oh, it's in four-ounce gloves, it's in a cage, like you'll be able to clench up against the cage, but you can't take down, you can't kick, you can't elbow. So basically, it's still a two-digit fight where you can only use your hands, but you can you can grapple a little bit so you can wear them out as best as I saw it. Um but is it a money grab, or is it, or is it more of, hey, this might be a, end up being a good fight, or do you see McGregor? I mean, even if it's under modified rules, do you see McGregor just completely destroying Mayweather in the octagon? If it were like yeah, that, yeah, I gotta think if he's able to put his hands on Floyd, if he's able to grapple with him at all, even if it is just in the clinch and it's not takedown, I got a hard time believing Floyd is going to have success with that. Um, and also just the idea of Floyd having to be in the cage. It's different. It's a different ring generalship. You know, you don't get to lean up against the ropes like Floyd is one to do and and have guys avoid those punches. It's just, it doesn't work that way. There's just not as many places to go. Um, so, yeah, I would still think that's in Connor's favor to win the fight. And I think that, you know, even if it wasn't to knock his ass out, I would think it'd be tougher for Connor to. I would think it would be tough for Connor to win that decision. You know, people don't remember this, but if you go back and you watch that fight, it's kind of hard to argue that Connor didn't win at least four rounds of that fight. And if you oh no, I agree. The, if you go back and look at the judges, like the judges did, gave Connor one round, some of them gave him no rounds, and that's ridiculous. But it, it was it was just thinking like, oh well, we can't give the boxing guy. We can't take away points from him. He knows what he's doing. He's gaining. It's like, well, that's, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm watching. Everybody here is with, with two eyeballs can see what's happening. So I'd have a hard time imagining with the shoe being on the other foot that uh, judges judging an MMA fight, and typically it's a lot of crossover with the judges, they are going to give the nod to the MMA guy, even if it is with confounded rules. But I do buy it. I mean, look, man, these – these reports, like a lot of these MMA reports, it's a small circle. You know, there's there's like four managers in mixed martial arts. So, you know, and, and all these guys train together. It's not it's not exactly a big circle. Like word gets out and, you know, it's it, you'd be surprised who gets their hands on the information. And I think they want to do whatever they can to make Floyd go in that octagon even if it is against modified rules because it'd be a monster payday and uh, I think the UFC needs it I think they want the buzz and I think um, if you're going to get fans to buy that fight again for 100 bucks <laughs> it needs to be an octagon it can't be in a boxing ring again real quick before we get into some heat stuff that we want to talk about where do you see okay if this doesn't happen with May- Mayweather what do you see what's going on next for, for McGregor obviously he's got this situation now with what he did uh, during the uh, press conference and all that stuff but we're talking about in the octagon what do, you, what, do you, what do you see next for him I got a hard time believing it's not Khabib now like that's that's the funny thing is okay we had it's all not Tony it'll be Khabib 
Yeah, like that's the other thing. You know, Tony got his interim title taken away, and you know, some people gave him, you know, gave the UFC a hard time for that. And I get it. Like, look, if you're the interim champion, your whole the whole purpose of having an interim champion is to be champion in place of the undisputed champion when he's not available. So if your your whole role of being interim champion is just to be available, and it's unfortunate what happened to him, and I don't think Tony should be greatly punished. He should be atop the rankings, but. Yeah, if we're going to talk about who deserves a title shot next, Tony or Khabib, it's 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 uh, Tony or Connor, it's Connor, and I think Dana made it very clear he doesn't want to make that fight again. He thinks it's cursed. It's understandable. It, it <laughs> fell through four times, um, and you know I think as, as all this has already died down with Connor and the uh, the days have gone past. Even Dana was after the press conference. He's like not ruling out Connor fighting at the end of this year. So I think once all the chaos kind of settles down, it's going to end up being Khabib and Connor, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's in September or whenever they were originally scheduling it. They just want time to pass by. You know, that's the thing is you know, Dana's always – he's always very, very quick to make uh, final statements as soon as things are happening, and he was very calculated with this. He did not tell the media. You know, he had one little thing with ESPN where they were asked, like, well, is he done? And he was like, oh, would you want to work with him again? It's not really saying no. He's just showing you that he's pissed. Right. Um, but whenever he was really asked about, oh, is he going to be suspended? Is he going to be banned? Are you going to fire him? He never said yes. He's always like, I got to. Let's get through this week. Let's see this. There's no way. Out. There's no way. That guy brings in way too much money. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I. But look, if we're going to talk about with Connor and what he did, I mean – I am of the opinion that I feel like us like if you're going if you're going to talk about what are things that are punished worthy, it is you know being in an incident where you know he injures other fighters in the midst of their fight week and something he has nothing to do with. If it was just an incident with Khabib, I mean that stuff happens a lot. Not suspending them unless they actually get into a brawl, a la DC versus John Jones. <laughs> but to me, I, I mean, you know, it is tough for me not to say like. Hey, this guy has had, you know, incidents with the Nate Diaz lead up. He had incidents with the Floyd Mayweather lead up. He was when he was not in your he was not in your jurisdiction, but over in Bell uh, in Ireland, Bellator had a card and he jumped into the, 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 the cage. He accosted a referee. The guy's nuts. He accosted a Bellator official. He's nuts. He's just he's just unhinged. And so yeah. look, there's part of me that realizes it's super hypocrite of me to say, Yeah, I think Conor McGregor deserves some kind of punishment. But I'm not at the anger point of saying I'm not watching him fight again. So if you tell me Khabib and Connor are fighting next Saturday, take my hundred dollars and I will be watching that fight <laughs> on my couch. I mean, I mean, come on, so we can take, we can get a hundred dollars from you a lot easier. All right, all right, Toby. Yeah, I know, man. It's like you know, it, it's a tough spot because okay, if you do let him get by this, what is he going to do the next time? Is he going to just? take his pants off is he gonna urinate out while the people are wearing it's, like, it's a strong possibility now that you say it you, you, yeah you're just saying hey you know what man do whatever you want true and, okay, i get it do whatever you want but it, it you gotta realize this time it was just michael kiesa getting a little cut in the cheek and uh ray Borg getting a little glass dust in his eye and hopefully both of those guys are okay and i'm sure they're gonna sue connor and i'm sure they'll be rewarded handsomely for that right but it's it, it when if the behavior almost went this far this time and the dolly didn't hit one of your really really big fighters on this 
well, it's going to take it from the next time where he <laughs> shows up with the Peaky Blinders and they just take out people's kneecaps. Like, who knows? Wow. Peaky Blinders. Um, That's a great show, by the way. <laughs> I like that you yeah, threw I've it in the Peaky Blinders. It, I got to be honest with you. It's a little slow, but I thought it, it was, is. Uh, it is. But, it, you know, it's character development, man. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. I try. I try. I'm in the billions now. That's my like Ooh, one. That's, that's, that's awesome, too. That's awesome, too. Yeah. I got to watch season three. I haven't started yet. All right. So I got to ask you this. All right, man. What's going on with your boy, Riles? and Big Daddy LeBron and the King over there. What's going on with this this new article that just came out and, you know, Riles mentioned that, uh, you know, Le- LeBron nudged him about getting rid of Spolster. What's going on there? I know I know Spolster's your man, too. What's going on with that? Right. Um, well, where do you want to start? As far as the Spolster thing, uh, I'm not surprised by that story at all. I think that LeBron probably came into this whole thing expecting that Riley was going to be more hands-on with it but you know that's kind of been known in the past like that LeBron was into the idea of Pat Riley coaching him and Wade was kind of like hey man you don't want Pat Riley coaching you that's going to be hard it's going to be really hard <laughs> Pat Riley's not that's not fun being coached by Pat Riley let him be off in the distance let him be the godfather of the dawn and all that stuff but don't let's not let's not have him running practices that's a that, that's a bad choice so I think that's the uh, the situation with that. I don't I don't think that was too surprising to read. The LeBron Olive Branch stuff that was a little bit strange from the standpoint of him saying that he made the right choice, just because you know that's yeah, not sincere. Riley doesn't really believe that that he made the right choice. I guess you know he could say I get it more, and I understand why he did it, but he can't really think that he made the right choice um so from from the idea of reading that all right i I get it you want to make peace and you know enough time has passed that you feel like the wounds are a little bit more settled they're a little bit more scars now than they are wounds but i don't know like the more i read it i'm just like i I don't know how much i love reading this stuff but i know i'm in the small minority that if uh you know if, if if lebron and the heat thing really did become real I'm a little bit more apprehensive to it than I think most Heat fans are. Now, Toba, do you honestly believe that Pat Riley would take LeBron? Baby, wait. Do you honestly believe that Pat Riley, given what's happened with him, will is it, this is all a recruiting pitch to get LeBron James back? And that there's reports by Stephen A. Smith or not Skip Bayless who said that the, the they're gonna clear right. the cap space to bring back LeBron James. Clear the decks. Clear, clear the decks. We're going- and does Pat Riley really want like, you know Pat Riley's got to be in control and LeBron James as a player he also mm-hmm. wants control and that's going to be chaotic at the top does Pat Riley really want to deal with that well this is the one thing that gives me pause in that Robbie and as much of a stone cold killer as I think Riles is and that's why I stand by him um, he's getting old man he's oh, getting old yeah, and, he is. I, I just I don't know how much longer that is, and I really think you know he's talked about this in multiple pieces. He talked about this and did a long podcast with Levitard back in the day, and he did uh, he did that Wright Thompson piece where mm. you know he thought the big three was going to be his his final project, and that was it, and he was going to leave the organization and done. And then when he left, he really was in this position of oh I have I have more work to do, and I really think that if we're in the spot of LeBron comes back to the heat i don't think riley's gonna be here for the whole run i think he is going to 
finish that off. He's going to put a bow on it, and whether they win the championship or not, I think he's here for maybe a year or two of it, and that's it. I don't think he's sticking around for the entire run of it. Does does what does how he repaired his relationship with Dwayne Wade, meeting him at at the funeral of his agent, and then they were kind of made peace over there. Does that help his cause for bringing LeBron James back? He already made peace with Dwayne Wade. Now Dwayne Wade's happy with Pat Riley. Now Dwayne Wade can help bring LeBron back to Miami because they they Wade and Riley made peace. Therefore, Riley and LeBron should be able to make peace. Um, I don't know. Yes, in a way, because you have Wade back in the fold. So I think that. Yeah, having having Wade here is always going to be a plus with LeBron, even though he's dumped Dwayne Wade like I yeah. have it twice. Um, that's always going to be positive to have Wade in your camp. I don't necessarily see them in the same stratosphere because I think both Wade and Riley know that they left each other for the wrong reasons. Part of it had to do with the LeBron thing. I mean, quite frankly, you know, the thing I think that made me laugh out of the uh, the. Um, hell was the dude's name ian thompson the thing that made me laugh about his book is he said that uh riley's like yeah i had you know i had like two or two or three days where i was just really stewing and then you know i let it go it's like yeah, that's a lie because <laughs> you came out in 2015 and you you came out and said no more smiling faces with hidden agendas right. which is a bold ass statement that is that is a hard call out then in the midst of it, you know that while this Wade uh, LeBron negotiation, or while this uh, summer's going on, where Wade is not getting any uh, offers, Nikki had to step in one year. Then the second year, nobody's stepping in. It's kind of all on Riles, and they just kind of give him the one make good look, uh, the look good contract offer at the end of it. And yeah, you can't tell me that that didn't have some uh, that didn't have something to do with the ill will that Wade wasn't in Riley's corner. That he he chose sides and. He chose to honor LeBron's secrecy and his business choices more than Pat's. That's so and that's cute. Fine. Yeah, and that's fine for Wade to do that. Wade has that prerogative. Go with your buddy. That's totally understandable. You guys have been friends since you were uh, 18, 19, 20 years old. Cool. But Pat Riley is a basketball gangster, and that does not fly in his world. So is he getting softer in his old age? Maybe. Is he is he ready to kind of just like, you know what? This is going to make my franchise happy. I've put in a lot of work with this franchise. If I can make one last splash, and it is to make LeBron come full circle, be with Wade, and then that will be the piece that gets everybody here. Organization knows how to clear cast space. We have some pieces to trade for other stars. Let's go and do this thing. Yeah, it might be his last plan. I don't know. Um, but I don't know how much – I think Wade is just uh, – Wade is always just going to be the tool and the line, like the conduit of communication. I don't necessarily know if it's attractive for LeBron to play with him again um, or even that, oh, look, they healed that relationship. Because I don't think it's the same relationship. I think I think it's, you know, Wade, Wade's a lifetime relationship. They've known him since he was a kid. Uh, LeBron was just kind of, it was here for an amazing four-year uh, burst of, of awesomeness. But I don't, I don't think their relationship was ever on the same level. I love it. Bring the, <laughs> bring the fire. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Brandon. I appreciate you coming on. We'll talk soon again. Right before the heat game. We got him out right yeah, in time. See, see, we got you out, man. We got you out <laughs> with four minutes to spare, Dan. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. <laughs> All right, man. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. See you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, great, great stuff. By yeah, good stuff by Tobin, man. Bring the fun. He, he, 
always brings it. He always brings well, it. Hopefully the Thunder don't bring the Thunder tonight at that's the American Airlines Arena. <laughs> that's why I love bringing him on the show, though, man. He always got, has a lot of content. He always brings, you know, brings it hard, hardcore. So, I mean, I, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about more, but we're, we're kind of up against it. So, just real quick, Shohei Otani, first three times, first three, uh, first three uh, games that he's in the lineup goes yard. Okay, we're talking about this, the Japanese sensation that came over from. Is he Japanese? Yeah, right. Japanese guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is uh, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, Japanese sensation that came over from obviously Japan to play over with the uh, LA Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. First three games, hits three bombs. Okay, first time that he pitches gets a W. Second second outing as a pitcher. All right, has a perfect game going into the seventh inning. MVP. I'm calling it now. He's the MVP. He doesn't, his numbers don't even have to be that good. Bold statement. If MVP. he's if he's going to hit about 25 home if runs. If he's really good as a pitcher, but he he bats like you know 280. Think about that. Yeah. Like 20 home runs. Right. It doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter. He let's say he wins 13, 14 games. Right. So, well, that wins are overrated. But go ahead. Well, but still, he's like 14 and eight. Let's say he's got like a two point some two point eight ERA, three point ERA, and he hits 20 bombs, drives in 90 runs. I mean, come on. How can you say he's not the MVP? He does it both, and he does it both at an elite level. Yeah. It's, imp- it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. So we'll see what happens with him there. Baseball, my Red Sox are 8-1, Baba. What you got to say? 20-1. to one. That's all I'm going to tell really? you. Really? No, that, that has nothing to, to do one. with the Red Sox. All right. Tell me a Marlins fan. Get out of here. Well, yeah, I mean, it counts the same as losing the two to one. That's the one that they came back and won the if, next day. If, if, if that's what you if that's what you tell yourself to make yourself I mean, it's feel not what better, I tell myself. It's true. Right. A twenty one, a twenty to one loss. Man, they took their loss. They took their lead. One to nothing. <laughs> they got ahead. <laughs> they got ahead. One to nothing, and then they came from behind. Right. The you're gonna lose the game. Lose the game twenty to one. Now, I, I, I wish. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not like when you can go back and say, "Oh, we had a chance to win this game." You're gonna like, ah, we had no. That, that was right. a loss. Yeah, you're not gonna win all your games. And I, I, I think baseball win many. I think baseball should allow teams to forfeit, not because I mean you're down no, twenty. To, no, man, that means you're giving you're giving up and you're quitting. You're saving your point. What message are you sending though to the children, to no. the high schoolers that play ball? As it is now, this generation has a bunch. Yes. Bunch of quitters, anyways. A bunch of lazy asses. That all they want to do is all right. The, the the one the one time, okay, that that there's something going wrong, that there's an issue, and now you want to quit? Robbie, you, you, you need a millennial. You want to quit on them? You need your pictures for the next day, the next two days. Call some guys up. Put those guys in the tent. Twenty-one game. You're gonna really, you know, put guys in the deal. Yeah, you know what? Bring Derek Dietrich to pitch. It's like you're playing a 17-20 in a game where every pitch matters. Come on in, come on in. Yes, last segment. Yes. Bring in Derek yeah. Dietrich. Bring in Drea. Bring in Drea. Yeah, get her, get her mic on. Get her mic on. I actually came to bother you guys. I'm so sorry for interrupting. We're still on the air, by the way. Oh yeah. Hi everybody. Hi. Hi. We got the camera by the way. on. Whoever's listening. Facebook Live. Yeah, she knows. She knows about the point. Of course she knows. Of course. She had to. I had Interrupt, but I need Here. headphones. Yeah, oh, well, well, gladly give you She's headphones. coming to take our headphones already. <laughs> well, we're, we're almost done with the show. I'm she doesn't even come to hang out with yeah. She comes to take our headphones. <laughs> Sorry. My goodness. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Give me your freaking headphones. I'm used to anyways. Robbie the degenerate over here giving the headphones. It's all right. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, boy. Anyways, thanks for listening. 
<laughs> All right. We're just going to end the show. Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud. Just search the Weekly Sports Drop or on iTunes. Same thing. Search the Weekly Sports Drop. You can find us on social media as well. Just search the week again. Search the Weekly Sports Drop um, and on Twitter at, at podcast at, at Sports Drop Jocks or on Instagram Weekly Sports Drop. This is Jazz. Wait, before we well, Rob, R- Robbie, I don't know what's going on with this mic right now, dude. Well, in about well, since we're giving plugs and shouting out and okay. stuff, you know, the lady who just walked in the room, and you were just like, "Oh, who the hell's that?" That that is Drea, the lovely Drea. She's gonna the be lovely doing Drea show. over on Miami Underground she's Radio. Where we do our show every once in a while. Twenty minutes. She's gonna be. She's gonna show on Mondays at eight okay. and at nine p.m. She has a double there header. There you go. So eight and at nine p.m. on Miami. So we're about to radio. finish. You know, you got twenty minutes. Maybe do some push-ups. Do some stretching. Yeah, like, like all the push-ups that Robbie did. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do a push-up. We're gonna end the show with some push-ups, baby. Yeah. Tune in. Hey, by the way, tune in on Friday. We got another show on Friday this week. All right. See you guys later. Peace. There you go. That's one. That is two.